We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. My name is Jari Bolander. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Ethos Podcast. On this podcast, we're going to take a deep dive into the traits, values, beliefs, and skills of all sorts of entrepreneurs to learn how to build a more ethical, inclusive, and resilient world. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a mini-series I'm doing called A Personal History of Silicon Valley Recessions. This is a five-part series of what it's like to go through two and now starting, unfortunately, three recessions in Silicon Valley. This is part five, titled Supply Chain Woes and War Spikes Inflation. This is the last one in the series, so... If you're just tuning in, I highly recommend listening to the first four episodes to get a sense of what I'm talking about and where I'm at and kind of how I'm coming to all these wacky conclusions. So I'm no Nostradamus or anything like that, but I must say I saw this one coming, this one we're going about to hit right now. One of the reasons I saw it coming was that I had a PR and marketing company that focused on startups, nonprofits, and professional athletes. Back in September of 2021, something happened. I lost a few clients. Now, this happens often in my business, so I did not give it much thought. The challenge that would come to me to face was actually replacing them. Usually, it takes anywhere from one to three months to replace a client, especially since you know startups for the last five, six years were flush with money. As the months dragged on, things were not closing, but not in the normal way. Organizations were being a lot more careful, and while they were struggling to hire internally, they were hesitant to start spending money externally. It took me the better part of six months to get one client, and then the prospects for more really, like, I thought they were, they were just felt dried up, right? So I had a dilemma. On one hand, running your own business offers a degree of freedom that's hard to match, and I personally value freedom a lot. That's the reason I spend most of my career as an entrepreneur, right? And you guys hear all about this all the time on the show. On the other hand, the world was changing quickly. Most of the reasons the deals died was because they wanted to consolidate vendors 
and give a bigger piece of the work to only a fewer firms because it's a lot easier to just manage a f- smaller firms, right? Since I ran a small firm, it was hard for me to say that I could handle like more work, right? Couple that with startups, especially at the seed stage and, you know, A, not getting as much funding. And again, this is like an early indicator. You always got to look at the startups in the seed stage. They usually are the early indicator. And it was looking dire, right? Well, okay, not exactly dire, but a struggle that might not be worth the fight. So I should probably preface this a bit by saying that I really never wanted to run a PR and marketing firm, the one I was running. It had been my late wife's, Jane's baby, her firm. And I took it over after she got sick and I ran it after she died. It has been five and a half years since she died. And maybe the combination of not really wanting to run it coupled with the current economic conditions really conspired against me, right? I'm sure it did, and I think that's part of the lesson to learn during hard times, okay? If you don't want it, right, it's not going to happen. I mean, really, you really, really need to want it during tough times or, you know, every little thing's just going to get in your way. And I think this is what, you know, literally happened to me. It's the reason I ever I eventually made the decision to shut it down and get a job at a larger firm, which I'm at now. But putting all that aside for now, what was going on at the start of 2022 was not great, but certainly not a disaster as the economy goes. The pandemic restrictions were mostly easing, and inflation at that point was somewhat stable, going up a little bit. Pretty much But all that pretty much changed, right, when Russia invaded Ukraine in February. This is a classic example of the straw that broke the camel's back metaphor or whatever kind of metaphor you want, right? It's not like things were super great at the time or anything like that, but it felt like the world was holding on. I mean, we all feel it. You probably felt it too, right? Just like literally holding on to a thread due to all these crazy supply chain issues, especially with lockdowns in China. I mean, you know, when... Used cars are going for more than, you know, they were bought for new. You know something's wrong. That's an entirely whacked out market. Everyone knows as soon as you buy a brand new car, like it literally goes down in value. That's just the way it works. But, you know, that wasn't what was happening. It was a little nutty, right? But once Russia invaded Ukraine, the proverbial dam broke or whatever you want to say of the underlying challenges the world face and all of a sudden... Everything became either uncloaked or rather amplified to agree that folks just panicked. <clears throat> As we have seen since February of 2022, inflation has skyrocketed. And in order to combat that, the Fed here in the U.S. has been rise, raising interest rates, right? Unemployment has been relatively low, but will increase soon, I think, due to all the announced layoffs that are starting to happen and the rising interest rates cooling down the economy, especially people trying to buy a house, right? I mean, the only thing the Fed really has is raising interest rates. What does raising interest rates do? Puts people out of work, can't afford homes, basically crushes demand, right? That's just the way it is. And then I won't even go (laughs) to the crypto market implosion, which was fueled by the quote-unquote alleged FTX fraud and the overall sell-off of crypto assets, which, funnily enough, was not supposed to be correlated to the overall economy. Crypto bros, you know, like live and learn, right? Guess we're definitely going to learn our lesson on that even more, right? 
And yeah, that's just a whole other thing. So, so now as I write this and record this, it is January, early, early January, 2023. I'm actually on vacation <laughs> trying to, you know, have a little time off. So what I think is going to happen now, right? Again, I'm no Nostradamus, right? So don't like, and, and this isn't financial advice. This is, I mean, who, what, who am I, right? I'm some dude on the internet, right? But I have lived through these things a bunch of times before. And some of you that haven't, some of you younger folk may be a little worried. Or if you've lived through it before, but we're in a different situation, this just, you know, hey, who knows? This is just my take, right? The thing you got to remember is history doesn't necessarily repeat itself, but it certainly rhymes. So there are definitely things that happen during recessions and stuff. And these are just some thoughts, right? I think more companies are going to do layoffs, even the ones that have healthy balance sheets. So if you're going to get laid off or you've been laid off, just try not to take it personal, right? Tune up your resume, acquire some new skills, build your network, you know, just figure out how to get better, I guess. Um, it's just tough, man. It's the horrible thing. I've been laid off a couple times telling you it's not personal. It will be, I think, harder to find work. It may not be perfect fit, but try and find a place to land to ride out the storm. Now, what does that mean? Basically, where you think it'll be a little more stable, maybe you get some growth, they're growing because companies do grow in recessions. There's lots of good examples of that. So just you know, figure out where that is. <clears throat> also, figure out a side hustle to earn some extra money preferably something you can do online. I have a feeling that point projects or one-off projects companies will outsource because there are some things that you just still need to do during recession, but they're not going to want to hire people to do it. So could be an opportunity. I'm not sure where exactly, but you know, one thing that, that companies always need is leads. So if, if you know anything about lead generation or you can automate that or you can you know help them, everyone always needs sales leads and the higher quality, obviously the better. If you're able, build up during these bad times. So if you can invest, I would definitely invest in more technology, better products. It, it's, it, you know, a ton of great companies have been built during bad times, okay? You have to be scrappy, but this is like the crucible in which you find yourself in. So, you know, famously Intel, the chip manufacturer, because I'm from the chip industry, right? They would build during bad times and then just accelerate during good times. So if you can do it, do it. Now, I know some companies aren't in that specific situation or may not be able to, but growth is there. It's just a lot harder. And personally, I would save as much cash as you can. Six months or more of expenses on hand if possible, you know, more if you can. I try to cut back on things that are like you don't really need, but I mean, you know, don't be so extreme that you, you know, you're not enjoying life, right? Austerity is fine and all, but you know, <clears throat> have some fun too, right? There, there's going to be opportunity to do some cool things too, right? There's going to be probably some things that you never thought you could do because there's going to be discounts or whatever. Don't get really discouraged by all this bad news. I mean, what I do is I literally ignore the news because <laughs> it's meant to spin you up. It's really not not doing you any good. Just look at the sources of information that you trust. And you know what? If something's really super bad, it'll bubble up to you some way. But yeah, these news cycles and everything, it just, I mean, it's just going to make you more and more sad. Because you'll, you'll just hear it. People are going to be talking more and more about recession, recession, recession. 
It's actually a self-fulfilling prophecy in some cases, right? But what you should do if you can, and this is what I try to do, and again, I'm not perfect at it, look at the good and beautiful in the world. I know it seems a bit like woo-woo-y, but your mental health is going to be tested during these bad times. Mine was tested both during those both recessions. And sometimes I succeeded and sometimes I failed. But so try to enjoy these, the little things, right? Just every, every day have just one thing of joy. I mean, it doesn't even have to be big because things are going to get rough and bumpy and it's going to be a lot of thrash, a lot of malaise, a lot of people talking about how doom and gloom, it's going to be easy to get sucked into it. So just try as best you can. And again, I'm not perfect at this, full disclosure. I have a hard time with this too, but try to have a little bit of fun and joy every day. So thanks for listening. This was part five of my five-part series of a personal history of Silicon Valley. This was all about the supply chain and the war and everything like that. That does it for the whole mini-series, right? I hope you enjoyed it and learned a little bit about the history of some of these recessions I personally went through. I hope you did find it interesting. If you did find it useful, share it with your friends and family. Just know that you're not alone. We can get through it. Um, doesn't take a lot to get through it. Just try to remain as positive as you can. It's hard to do. Believe me, I get it. I'm not generally a positive person by default. Usually, you know, kind of a Debbie Downer, but if I can get through it, you can get through it. So until next time, chin up, shoulder back, keep grinding, stay safe out there. And uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Entrepreneur Ethos podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did creating it. My hope is that you learn something that can make you a little bit better. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do share it with friends and review it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can also join my email list by visiting theentrepreneurethos.com to get my thoughts on what I'm doing to get better, as well as what I'm working on. You can also pick up my book, The Entrepreneur Ethos, if you want to learn the traits, values, and beliefs that I think we need to build a more ethical, inclusive, and resilient entrepreneur and frankly, world community. Feel free to follow me on Twitter at The Daily MBA and let me know if you have any questions or recommendations for a guest you'd like me to talk to. Also, drop me a note if you try anything we talked about on this or any other episode. I'd love to hear what's working for you. Until next time, keep getting better. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.